What's up, podcast listener? If you're sitting at your desk or riding in your car, know that today you're joining a family of basketball professionals who are trying to change other people's lives through the game that changed theirs. This podcast is going to take you along the journey of basketball entrepreneurs and how they make a living from the game that they love. If I say anything, anything that gives you value in this episode, please go to iTunes and leave me a top five, top five, top five review. And now let's get to the show. Hey, Ben, you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Good, man. Glad to have you. So first question, you know, to bring the audience up to speed, like you you just closed, which I'm hoping did pretty 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 well. You just closed your uh your secret vault to scoring really, footwork, defense, mm-hmm. everything. Um yes. you you've I don't want to say blown up, but I've been seeing you work your butt off and it looks like you're in a pretty good spot right now, man. man. Just take take me through what you've been up to the last three or four months with training. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I always like to say I try to come from a place of, of servantship, you know, where where I want to serve these athletes out here. I want to, whatever I can do to, you know, I guess help them experience that success or accomplish those dreams that they have, uh, I try to put myself in a position to do that. So, you know, throughout the last couple of months, I've, I've really just tried to sit down and think, you know, what can I create? Um, you know, what can I put together from an individual training aspect to a group training aspect to online programs that, um, you know, just anyone out there can, can get a hold of and use to take their game to that next level. Um, I think, you know, with, with just social media and with there just being an, you know, um, a vast amount of information out there, um, you know, we can really captivate on that, on the internet, on social media, on those platforms uh, to get our drills, to get our training concepts out there um, to really anybody. And, you know, you can, you know, not everyone can fly across the world and come to a camp. Not everyone can, um, you know, uh, pay the money to be in an individual session. So I try to make these online programs very affordable and accessible where, anyone in the world can can get it for a one-time purchase and they have it for the rest of their life and um you know going back to that that servantship that i try to do i I try to go above and beyond you know i try to really i I go by a motto where it's try to do more for for anyone or excuse me try to do more for the athletes than anyone else is going to do so uh, when i put myself in that mindset everything i try to do is above and beyond where you know they're like oh my goodness this is this price but you get you know, over 800 different drills and concepts, and, uh, you know, they're just blown away. And I think if you can really just uh, look out for the athlete and have their best interest in mind and come from a place of servantship and value, you know, I think just they, they see who you truly are, what you're truly about, and it, it creates that deeper connection. So um, over the past couple of months, man, I've just really been trying to do that from my individual training standpoint, group training standpoint, online program camps, everything. I like it, man. You're you're a go giver. Like uh, I think the the, yes. the thing is, uh, give more value than you take in payment, and that's what it sounds like yep. you're doing over delivery. Exactly, value. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely I wanted to. I got man, so many different directions, but I want to take it back to you know you're doing really well right now, but I'm sure there were days yes. where like you know you got an injury. I'm not sure how far after that injury you started training, but. Yeah. through the struggle because I know there's gym time. There's so many things that basketball trainers mm-hmm. go through until they get their strides. What were those days like? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's really funny. I don't, 
because we've never met, but if you saw me, I'm the most ordinary average looking person that you'll ever meet as a basketball trainer. Um, you know, I could look more like the water boy than an actual player. I'm five foot seven, 148 pounds. <laughs> you know, I've never dunked in my life. I've, I've nicked rim once where I've, I've just came close to getting two fingers on the rim. Um, I'm, I'm not, you know, overly fast or, just, you know, just quick. I, I'm just kind of normal, man. And, um, you know, if, if I could go a long story short, in high school, um, when I went up, you know, to about my sophomore year into my junior year, you know, I, I was really just that normal player where I was getting, you know, varsity minutes, but it wasn't that many, and I wasn't scoring that much. I was on AAU teams, but I was, you know, riding the bench. And, you know, what kind of happened in that summer from sophomore to junior year changed my life. And um, it, it was – I actually met someone who he took me to where he lived, and uh, he showed me the – you know, where he lived was not a great place. They only had basketball. And, you know, they, they, it just showed me that I needed to be grateful for everything that I had. And I know it sounds very simple, but, you know, when, you, when you're kind of, when you see how grateful someone is for just something as small um, as basketball, where, you know, like, I don't know, and, and where I was in that, in, at, at that point in my life, I, I just, I didn't appreciate much. And so when I saw that, it, it really, it really just kind of changed my whole perspective. And from that point, I started giving everything I had to the game uh, because I saw that some people weren't able to play the simple game of basketball that, you know, we all can do. We all can go to a park near us or a gym near us and just shoot hoops. And a lot of people just, you know, honestly can't do that. So, um, you know, long story short, what I did was um, I, I started to obsess over the small details. I realized that I was never going to jump like LeBron James or, you know, be as tall as, as LeBron or, or Westbrook or, you know, explosive as them. Uh, so I had to really master the details and, and become deceptive, um, become crafty, off-time defenders. And, I mean, the, a student of the game is not even the way to describe what I did. I, I, there was times where I spent uh, 9, 10, 11 hours uh, in the gym, you know, where and, – and I'm not, I'm not dramatizing that. I would spend three hours in the weight room – Two hours, I'd do pool or sand or hill workouts. Um, I remember reading something about Gilbert Arenas doing 100,000 makes in a summer, and I said, okay, if Gilbert, if Gilbert Arenas is doing 100,000 makes, I'm going to do 200,000 makes. So I literally made 2,000 shots every single day, and it took four to five hours sometimes. Um, and I did that on top of weights, on top of conditioning, on top of quickness and agility drills, and on top of hours of ball handling. Um, there, there wasn't a day where I didn't wake up, you know, not sore. Um, but, but, you know, what that did was that really helped me understand the grind. And, and here's where I'm getting to. It helped me, I think, reach a point um, to, to help athletes that I really don't think a lot of people can do. I think, I think I can, from a mental standpoint and from just that relationship standpoint, help an athlete understand, like, look, I've been where you are. You know, I've been that average person that, that really just, just didn't get recognized for his game, always had it in him but just didn't know what to do, how to bring it out. I didn't know, you know, I didn't understand the, the you know, craftiness behind what you need to do and um, just the whole standpoint of it, man. And so when, I, when I'm with athletes or when I talk to them, I think I can, I can honestly relate to them um, because I took my game from that standpoint to then I was a 1,000-point scorer. Uh, you know, I went and played Division One basketball. I was, I was given a Division Two scholarship. Um, you know, I was, I was getting professional looks. I've played against a handful of NBA players and, 
you know, I know a lot of trainers can say they've done that, but just being as normal as, and as average as I am, I should have never been able to do that just from what I was given uh, and, and I, I guess the size and the height that I was. So um, it, it's a blessing, man. And I, I think, I think that's to answer your question. I think that's what, what I have that I think not many other people have. So. And I think, I think Michael says like make your liability an asset. And it sounds like with that shit, your relatability mm-hmm. and your quote unquote weakness is what helps you out so much right now. Oh yeah, exactly. Yep. So how does that, so you can relate to the players based on the grind mm-hmm. that you had and the hours you put mm-hmm. in. How does that work ethic really tra- transfer over to the training and the, and the business side? Because I know you're killing it on social media right now. You're doing ads. Mm-hmm. You're doing the video clips. Like you're doing a lot of stuff. Does that carry over from the basketball training that you had previously? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I'm able to help them understand A, B, C, D. You know, hey, this is the foundation of what you need to master um, and then this is what you need to start working on. So, you know, when I have an athlete, um, you know, <laughs> up in Maine, we don't get NBA players. Uh, you know, I, I really don't think we've had one NBA player come from the state of Maine. So I work with a lot of young kids from ages, you know, sixth grade all the way up to I work with Division One athletes. And, and, you know, with these young athletes, what I tell them is, hey, I've been there, you know, and this is what you need to start with first. Uh, you know, you need to master your foundations and you need to get your fundamentals down and then your footwork. And then we combine the two together. Um, and, and they trust me because they know from my background that I've been at the bottom and I've been able to accomplish every dream and goal that I've had. And uh, I think this is the biggest thing. I help them understand that I'm here to, to help them bypass the learning curves where I think I think that's that's huge when you can help an athlete understand that it won't take them seven years like it took you to get to where they want to get to. If they can work hard and if they can put in that, if they can have that work ethic, they can bypass a lot of those mistakes and failures that I had or that I had to learn. Um, so I think that's what correlates. And um, the, the grind is just the same. I, I really, I kind of, <laughs> I curse myself where, you know, now it's a habit of working hard and grinding. And I realize what it gives you, you know, when you do work hard, when you do put the work in, uh, you're always rewarded. Um, you know, I think a great saying is, you know, to go up, you have to give up. And uh, the more you want to go up, the more you must give up. Um, the more you want to earn, the more you must learn. So I, I really understand the grind and that um, it, it breeds success, man, and, and not just yourself but in athletes. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's nice because I, I, I'm trying to do the same thing, what you just said, trying to yeah. figure out how to communicate to, to athletes. Like, look, you know, these guys have PhDs in basketball. If you look at the mm-hmm. hours they put in, they're experts, right. right? And you can learn a decade in a day, a decade of wisdom in, like, just one day, one training session, two training sessions, right? So yeah. you can cut that learning curve, like you said. So Oh, man, yeah. What And what I'm curious about, I'm going to go ahead and ask. Man, I think yeah. I first caught wind of you on an ad that you purchased with basketball videos account. It was one of these accounts that are big mm-hmm. and you purchase an ad. How often do you do that? And what did you get the idea to do that? that that's a great question. Um, I think I saw another trainer doing that and I was looking for a way to get my name out there. Um, and you know, I don't know if you know Gary Vaynerchuk, but uh, I read, you know, yeah. yeah, I'm a huge personal develop, developer. And uh, so, you know, I'm always trying to get my hands on how to get ahead of the curve, just like I'm trying to push athletes to. Um, so I heard him say the person 
that can put the most money into their to their um, to their business, their industry will win. You know, if you can get yourself in front of the most eyes, then from that point you just be you and you you kind of you know show off what you have. And um, if you can give 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 jab 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 jab, um, you know, just give value, give value, give value, but from an, a, a great intent. Uh, you can win and you can show these athletes that you're different. So, um, you know, what I did was I saw someone else do that and, you know, I, I had you know, some money left over from my ad budget and or my advertisement budget. And, you know, I, I kind of just, I don't know, man, I just went through Instagram, tried to find certain people that, um, you know, I saw, I, I went to the, the page that um, the, the NBA trainer used and I went through that. I think it was DJ Sackman, honestly. And I went. Yeah, those um, on there. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I, so I was like, you know, there's an old saying I live by, and it's, if you say what people say and you do what they do, you'll get what they have. And so it's like, man, if DJ Sackman is doing this, maybe I need to think about doing this, you know, uh, because look what he has. Look at the following he has. And, um, you know, it's it, that's, that's just what I did, man. I just kind of felt that it was the right thing to do. And, um you know, it's it's been a blessing uh, ever since then for it just kind of catches wind from that standpoint when you have people starting to follow you. Then you I, what I do is I do some crazy stuff where, you know, I know you've probably seen it. I do what I call daily challenges. I give away shoes every single week um, just to try and build that community, that fam where, you know, it's kind of just more than than the, the drills where, hey, you know, I want to look out for you. I want to have some fun. I want to have debates. Uh, I answer every single message that ever comes my way, every direct message. Um, so, yeah, man, I just try to get that following and then build that community, I guess. And uh, I like it. I do enjoy seeing your posts. Now, do you think you've had to be a little more crafty with what you're posting, or do you, like you said, are you just being yourself and posting the same stuff, same strategy, except for the – Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great question. I think, I think uh, sometimes – what I what I do notice is, you know, like uh, a couple weeks ago, everyone was doing the Kyrie layup, you know, and then before that, it was uh, the cross jab. Everyone was posting about that. I do think sometimes I get caught up in, uh, you know, finding that wave, uh, which is good. You got to do that sometimes. You got to ride the wave and see what's hot and, and, and try to at least get your name out there because that's what athletes are looking for. But I think, you know, also you have to add your own individual touch. You know, if you look at it, um, you know, DJ Sackman, uh, he has his own touch. And J-Law, you know, he does his uh, his little um, videos where he'll break down certain moves. And then you look at Tyler Ralph, he has uh, the two-ball drills. You know, he's like infamous for two-ball stuff. And, you know, it's just uh, everyone has their own little thing that kind of separates them. So I think it's a little bit of both. you got to show off athletes that you know what's going on and you can get that attention and get those eyes. And then you lean them towards what your niche is and, what you're, what you're you for, if that makes sense. It does, it does, it does. And I, now, I didn't have time, but I do want to, like, see the evolution. I, I didn't get to see how many followers you had before you took the ad out, but I mean, yeah, last yeah. I checked, those ads weren't cheap, man. So what were the results you got from them? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I try to, you know, do a little business, businessman side of things where uh, at first they were, <clears throat> excuse me, they were pretty expensive. Um, but, the, I mean, I think... The first one that I did was a little bit close to, to $200, and it bred about one to 2,000 followers. So, 
that's more than I think I was spending for Facebook ads at that point. I was like, man, for click rate and follow rate, you know, it's like 10 bucks for, for five Facebook followers. And you know, I was just like, this is incredible. So, um, or something similar to that. So I think that was the first of it. And then, you know, the more you go through it and the more you purchase, you can, you, you gain that relationship. You talk them down, you help them understand that, Hey, I'm a frequent buyer and can I get a cheaper price? So, um, so yeah, I think I think uh, I think it's a great great thing that they're doing, uh, just because it it helps you reach more athletes if that's your intent. Well, that's really interesting, man. Because you know I, I've done Facebook ads before, like you said, the cost per click mm. is is like you know sixty seventy cents sometimes on average. That's pretty it's good. Crazy. Crazy. But yeah, yeah, for a thousand followers at two hundred dollars for that's twenty cents a click, right? And right. twenty cents a follower, you know, and right. For you, especially having an online program, that's exceptional. Um, how long did that mm-hmm. ad stay up, though? How long was that ad there for two hundred dollars? I think twelve hours. That's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and here's the here's the best thing about that is the money's going to go somewhere. You know, where social media, Facebook, you know, they, their algorithm is unless people really engage in your material it's going to be hard for everyone you want to see it. So, you know, you're going to have to pay Facebook at some point if you want to create a brand and if you want to get your name out there, you're going to have to put money in to make money. Um, and, and you know, Facebook is going to get it. Instagram is going to get it at some point. So it's like from, from my standpoint, I was thinking, well, the money's going somewhere. Let me at least put the money in a place where I can win the most, if that makes sense. It does. It gets some kind of return on it. Yeah. 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 You know, the best return for my money. So, um, yeah. And I mean, you know, the intent the whole entire time was help, you know, get these athletes, you know, if I can get my following up, I can, I can help them get to that next level. I can share what I have. So, um, yeah, I would say, I know it sounds crazy, but I think the intent behind it is huge as well. Now, do you think you would be doing the same thing if you did not have seek the secret vault for scoring or any any online product? Do you think you would be doing the same thing in terms of your advertising strategy? Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, just because my vision of what I want to do for the long term is create a global brand. Uh, I want to be that DJ Sackman, that J Law, where I can, you know, um, go around the world and and be able to help athletes in different countries, different states. Um, you know, I think I have something to offer that not, not many people have from my story to also a couple other things that I just think make me me. So, um, yeah, I really think I would. So with all that all that being said, now the area you're in right now in Maine, like you said before, <laughs> yeah. fall, it's, it's, it's good. The Catch-22 is good, and it's, and it's kind of tough because right. you have yeah. control. We have market share there. But – you know, not yeah. many NBA players come from Maine. Not many people know much right. about it. So while you're big on like a national scale, you have like fifty something thousand followers. How right. does that translate to local tier basketball training at Maine? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I'm I'm really gonna sound humble because I don't wanna to come off as trying to impress you, but just because try to man. press upon. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's I like it. It's like such it. a <laughs> it's such a small area where everyone knows everyone. You know, you hear the old saying where everyone is five degrees of separation away. Well, here it's like one or two, you know, like you know someone who knows someone, and that person, uh, you know someone else who knows that same person. So 
it's, you know, there's about a million people in the entire state, which I know that sounds like a lot, but for an entire state, it's very spread out where, um, you know, everyone really does know everybody from a first degree, second degree of separation. So what I was able to do is just simply through social media, I started to show athletes success. And, you know, man, it's crazy. I, I, 100% all the praise goes to God um, because there are times where there are business moves that I make and things that I decide to do that I know are not me. You know, it's just there's no way I – could think of what to do when I was well, yeah, that in that place. Coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you know, just being real. I, I think I'll down. I, I would downplay the supernatural effect of that if I tried to say it was all me. But you know, in my first year of training, I helped nine middle school teams win their district championship, and I hurt. I helped uh, a high school team of girls that I worked with. I was a part of their high school championship, um, and then this year I had. Out of the 40 top players in the state of Maine, I work individually, um, which is not just one time every year. I work every single week with 20 out of the 40 top players for girls and guys in the state of Maine. Um, so, you know, from, from that, what I've been able to do in the state is I've kind of really taken over the market share, and I've kind of been that person. Also, I'm one of the only skills trainers in the entire state. Uh, and now what I'm starting to do is, I'm going to branch out. I'm going to hire other people, and and I'm going to try and you know be able to capitalize on this this market that hasn't been touched yet. But here's the problem, you know, because it's such a closed, tight knit place. Not you know, and you're you're gonna this is gonna sound crazy, but a handful of people you'll talk to and you'll say, you know, hey, where have you been in your life? And they've said, oh, probably to the 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 main state border. And you know, it's really crazy because most people don't even get out of the state. It's it's a very uh, relaxed way of living. It's it's where a lot of people come to retire. Um, it, it's just a place where you know um, we're kind of five to ten years behind other people. You know, other states, other ways of living. Um, you know, the, the like I said before, we have not. I don't believe we've had one NBA player come from this state where you've been born here, lived here, played here, and went to the NBA. So. You know, I, I just I don't have those connections yet. Like like I think other people have. If you live in you know Maryland or DC, you know DC, uh, San Diego, Florida, Texas, where it's just there's so many people that can see what you're doing and say, hey, you know, let me teach you this, or hey, you know, let me introduce you to this person, or hey, you know, come help me with this group session and you know be with five NBA players, and then you can have your name on that, and you can start to you know, you know, um, create those relationships. I don't have that, that, you know, joy where I can join someone around here because I'm the only one, or I can reach out to NBA players because they all go back home. You know, after they do the, we have the Portland Red Claws, a D, a D league team, but after the players are done here, they go back home for their off season, which, which is not Maine. So, um, you know, it's, it's a very awesome place to be, for the market that I'm in right now of young players, high school, and then some college. But for that global standpoint, it's very, it's, it's very hard to um, get past that unless I can create those connections. If I'm speaking perfectly, perfectly honest. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like it's like your isolate. It's a good isolation at one point. Yes, point exactly. It's, it's bad isolation. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that is interesting. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Way, and on the other side of the spectrum, you have guys who 
struggle for gym time who can't find people yeah. they'd mm-hmm. be willing to work for. And I'm, I'm assuming you haven't really had to deal with the downside of the training and, you know, God yep. filling that stuff up and all that. That's the blessing of it, man, where, you know, I've never run into a problem like that. I, I have a lot of, because it's so close and tight-knit, everyone has seen, for the most part, what I do. And, uh, you know, they are all adamant to bringing me in to help their kids in their high school, um, you know, because there's everyone's so close. You know, I have a ton of connections around this area where, you know, I can always get into a gym if I need to. If there is a problem, the parents, the coaches vouch for me. And, uh, you know, um, it's, it's just kind of seen clear. We don't have YMCAs like that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if um, Matt's ever told you, but from where I live, the closest Walmart is an hour and a half away. The closest movie theater is an hour and a half away. Um, that's how spread out it is here. So, <laughs> yeah, man, like a YMCA, that's, that's really, that's probably two or three hours away from me. Um, you know, the, the closest division one college is two hours away from me. And, and so, you know, we, uh, because it's so, so spread out, what's allowed is you're allowed to go into the high schools around here and you're allowed to go into the universities because there's no other gyms in the area. So we have a rule where anyone can enter into the high school if you're from there. Um, and you can do, you can get into the gym, you can get work in, you can do all of that because there's just nowhere else you can go. I think in other places it's so big that they don't have that rule, maybe. So, um, yeah, man, it's a blessing from that standpoint. I mean, I, I keep busy. I, I really truly believe that, you know, I, I have more sessions than most trainers that probably work with NBA players. You know, they probably only – I don't. you'll probably help me out to understand this, but from what I see on Instagram is they only um, are able to do like a group session every night for one or two hours. So they get those players in there. They do that group session so they can at least get the work in. Um, I'm able to go all through the day, so I can hold individual sessions from 2 p.m., and I can travel all over the state until 10 p.m. every single day, plus my group sessions, plus my camps, uh, and everything else. So, yeah, it's awesome from, from, from that. So how do, you, how do you manage all that? I mean, how do you not get overwhelmed? You help two, within two years, you help all these programs in Maine, win championships, yeah. you got camps, you got the individuals, you got the groups, you got the online programs. How do you manage all of this stuff? And you still advertise on Instagram. Manage all yeah. this stuff without being overwhelmed and overcome. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question because uh, I love it, man. I love it. Um, I've been there. You know, the first thing is I, I've seen what this can produce. I've been someone that's been at the bottom. No one believed in me. I didn't get those just good breaks, and I was able to over, overcome it. And I want to show athletes that they can too. Um, I've, had a, I've had a lot of people look out for me, uh, so I feel it's kind of a disservice to – to have so much put into you and invested into you and not invested into others. Um, and then here's the, here's the biggest thing. And I know you say you're a Gary Vaynerchuk follower. It's gratitude, man. You know, when there's times where you're stressed out, you know, cause you're human, you're going to get stressed out, but you got to sit back and just really look at how blessed you are. And I, and I do that. I take 10 minutes out of my day. Um, and I just sit back and I close my eyes and I actually got this from Tony Robbins. Um, I sit back, close my eyes and I think of three things, one small, one medium and one big that, you know, I've been blessed with. And I really, instead of just thinking of it, I put myself in that place. I really put myself in the energy of that. And uh, I kind of become it. And when, when you go into some, that kind of place, it changes your state. It changes your focus. It changes your energy. 
And I'm a big believer that where energy goes, or excuse me, where focus goes, energy flows. So I think if you can change your focus in life, you can change your state and you can change your energy. And at first it was very hard, but, you know, just like any other muscle, uh, the more you do it, the stronger you get at it. So I think those are two big things is my mission, my mindset, my focus, um, and obviously the, the gratitude of it all. Man, and I'm, that was a great answer. I'm going to ask you this question at the end. I want to ask, you know, last finishing words for the people in Maine so you can speak directly to them. And uh, yeah. hopefully it's like a sound bite you can put on your page or something or just something to, uh, to put out there. So, no, that's something that at least I can help you out with since you're helping me so much with this stuff. Thank you, man. Um, of course. But my question, next question is, what do you think your big break was? You said you know, nobody believed in you at one point and you had yeah. one thing happen. What would that one break be for you that took you to a different level? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think going back to that friend that I met, um, you know, where he he wasn't he wasn't easy on me. I, I met a, a young man. He's from London, and uh, you know we became we became brothers. And um, you know, he, like I said, he took me out there. He showed me that way of living. He lived in a very poor neighborhood. Uh, you know, he didn't. You know, he, he, there were sometimes he didn't know where he was going to get his next meal from. And just me seeing this and how grateful he was and how hard he worked and, you know, how mature he was about everything, you know, coming from you know, Maine where, you know, like the hardest thing we get out here is winners. Uh, we, our crime rates very, very low. Um, you know, we, we don't, there's just, we're very blessed, man. And uh, it's just a very safe place to be. And so, you know, seeing those two polar opposites, it really just opens your eyes. And um, what I did was I started seeing that. I started working. And I accomplished two of my goals where I became the first player in my high school to win a state championship and score a thousand points. I'm the only player to do both of those um, in my four years for my high school. And so seeing that right there and kind of working hard and obtaining that, it opened my eyes that, wow, if I work this hard to get this, you know, the more you go up, the more you have to give up and work towards. Um, so I just I started to work harder. And then I got that Division II scholarship, and I was like, man, you know, like, I just, I just kept reaching. I just kept thinking, like, the smarter I worked and the harder I worked, uh, the, the higher up I would go. And, and I think, but I think it all goes to that, that friend, that break that I got was meeting him and seeing that opposite side of life and just getting a reality check, honestly. Okay, so you had that friend from London that showed you the opposite side of life for the basketball yeah. side you, know, you were a player what about the trainer side like was it the Instagram ad was it the product online or was it just mm. the was it something in particular tactically that you did or tell me mm-hmm. how you got known I mean how you got the big break for the basketball training side yeah that's a great question um it's crazy because I've been doing this for two years <laughs> you know like I really haven't been doing this that long Wow. Um, yeah, man. And, and let's sit on that. Let's sit on that for a second. You've been doing this for two years. You got seven thousand followers. You like got <laughs> more leads than you know what to do with. You've helped two or like what six, seven main programs, girls and guys, win state championships. Like, I, I, why you? Like, tell me why. Tell me what you've done to get that. Man, I don't know. Like. I think it's the relationships I create, you know, I think they see, I think people, you can't fake trueness, you know, and I think people see my heart. I think athletes really see that I'm in it for them. You know, I'm from that serv- that servant standpoint. 
Um, and I think they listen, you know, I think they, they trust me. And so when I, I ask them to work on something, uh, they just have that, that different mentality that it's that two degree of separation, Tony Robbins calls it, or excuse me, two millimeter separation, where, you know, Tony says two millimeters uh, from um, a standpoint of, of plastic surgery can make a woman look beautiful or ugly from, from that standpoint. You know, two millimeters from the bottom of your nose to the top of your lip. Uh, can be all the difference in being beautiful or ugly. So, you know, I think that two millimeter separation is my relationships I create with athletes where maybe you can't see it, but when the long-term picture comes about, you see it, you know, where, um, you know, they, they, they get these results because uh, of that relationship we have. I, I think it's that, dude, because, I, I mean, really, I... <laughs> I can't, I really, I don't know what else I've done differently. And I've, I've, I've thought of the same thing, you know, um, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I'm blessed. I'm humbled. Um, but you know, no stopping here. Still focused. Wanted to take it to another level. So I want to ask this question. It, it, you can answer or not. It's, I never, actually, I've never asked for the person I'm asking to. It's two part mm-hmm. question. One is how many kids do you think you help? You are helping and how much do you think you gross for your online products, your 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 training? I mean, yeah. what numbers wise, what do you think you've done in, in two years of work? Yeah, um, I think I think because I'm very you know I'm very detailed with numbers. Um, with athletes, I think I've helped a little over twenty five thousand different athletes in two years, um, which is unbelievable from a number standpoint. It could be more. Um, this summer I have 12 camps that I'm doing, 10 in the state of Maine, two outside of Maine where someone from social media, from Instagram got a hold of me and, uh, we were able to set up a camp in, in Indiana last year and we're doing that again this year. And then I'm doing another one in Kentucky. So, um, with 12 camps, you know, I've 50 to 60 athletes per camp. You know, you can do the math for that just in a summer. Um, I know, um, my business <clears throat> last year uh, did a 200% uh, growth, and in the first year, I think it did 33%. So I was able to completely double my business last year. And I can tell you this much from a number standpoint, this year, just in uh, March, I've already did three-fourths of what I did last year, just in March right now. Um, so, you know, it's looking to be about 400% growth this year from last year, which is unbelievable being able to double, double your business two years back to back. Um, and then, you know, from 33% the first year. Uh, so I'm, I'm working, man. And what I'm trying to do is just continue to, to spread the, the way I can reach the athlete and, um, you know, do it from an intent of, of pureness and to, to serve them. Right. All right, man, that's, that's fantastic for you. Yeah, the last question I want to ask for a question: Would you say would it be fair to say it's over fifty k for a yearly gross? Would it be safe to say that? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that, man. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. Um, thank you. And just so I don't, because I want to have you on again in the future. Uh, so. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I've loved this. I know, I know guys will definitely love this episode, but I want to leave the last few minutes for you to this event 
and talk to the audience in Maine, talk to athletes in Maine, or to any of the trainers you want to, you know, reach out to to talk to come to the city. Whatever you feel like saying in the last five ten minutes, man. This your your stage. Go ahead. Thank you, man. I would say never let anyone steal your dreams. Um, you know, there, if there's three things I always try to do, I always try to put God first. I always try to come to every session, every um, every basketball game, every practice. Um, you know, anything you do in life, they always come 100% focused and present-minded. You know, I think so much of today we are so focused on the future and the past and what might happen, what might not happen, that uh, we miss out so much of that present. Um, and then the third thing is stay consistent. Stay consistent and, and work hard and give 100%. Uh, good things really do come to those that work hard. I, I really believe I'm a true testament of that, that by keeping God first, staying present-minded and always focused on what I need to do at that moment, and then staying consistent and working hard every single day. I know it's very simple, but someone told me, um, you know, some of the most simple things in life that you can do are some of the most altering and life-changing, and that's why people miss it. You know, how you do anything is how you do everything in life, and um, I I really try to attack every single day uh, with those three things in mind, and you know, I can really truly tell you it does pay off. Um, you know, and I guess the last thing I would say before before I get out of here is just, um, you know, really, really, really when you when you focus on your dreams and when you focus on your goals, um, always have confidence. Always have confidence and, and just don't ever let anyone be able to tell you you can't do it. Uh, you know, you want to be very careful with the people you keep around you in your life. And you want to be able to have people that encourage you, that believe in you, um, and that always are trying to push you to be better. And there's so many young athletes and even trainers that uh, they give up on their dreams just before they might hit that big, big moment that can propel them uh, because they have the wrong people in their ear, people that are saying, you know, hey, you, you, you're not going to make it or, you know, you sure you should continue to do this this training thing. It's not even putting any money in your pocket or you sure you this division one dream where you know you're five foot seven and you're getting no playing time on varsity as a sophomore um you know i I would say have the right people in your life because if you can have that one person that believes in you and is just always giving you that hope even when you don't believe in yourself um you know you can keep trudging and keep pushing to where you hit that big break um because that uh, that's all it is is patient patience to be able to get to that moment and then secure that moment. Um, so, you know, I, I, that's what I would love to say. Man, yeah, I thought I was going to end right there, but golly, that wasn't a perfect spot to end. But I got Dang, to thank you, man. Question, man. If you got time, like, of course, yeah, yeah. If you have time, definitely. For sure. And I'm about to get on the road, so I'm going to mute it and, and listen while I'm on the way uh, to cool. get a staff meeting. But. What I wanted to know was what were some of the, the limiting beliefs you had, your own limiting beliefs, and and mm. before you got to where you are. Just to be frank, it seems like your success came pretty quickly, right? Um, yeah, but I, yeah. But I know you grinded for it. It's not like it came quickly. It just you did all the upfront work, and it's a benefit of what you've done up front. But what were the limiting yeah. beliefs you had before you sprouted? I can tell you, man. Um, your thoughts become things, you know, uh, uh, what is it? There's someone, I can't remember who said this, but he said, uh, you know, life is nothing but a looking glass where 
You know, what you see in yourself is what you're going to get in action and in results. So to change your actions and to change the results you have in your life, you need to change your thoughts. Something that I did three years ago, I can tell you real quickly, was I'd just gotten married. Um, no rush. No, what's that? There's no rush. No rush. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying I, I just got married. Uh, I just started training, you know, where it was like the first few months, and I had this side job where I was working for my mother, um, you know, and um, I had enrolled in this course where it was uh, from a guy named Bob Proctor. And in about three months, my entire, excuse me, in about two months, my entire life changed because I changed my thoughts. What I did was on one half of the piece of paper, I wrote down everything that I didn't believe in myself, where I said, you know, you're not going to make it because you're from Maine or, you know, like, for example, you know, uh, Jordan Lawley is six foot eight. He can at least he's played it at, at the pro level. You haven't, you know, just every limiting belief that you ever think of yourself. I put on a, a half of a piece of paper. I drew a line down it and actually it went to the back of the page. <laughs> I was that I was not that confident. And then I put down the exact 180 of that. So if it's I don't think I can make it. I'm, a, I'm an international skills trainer. I don't have a huge following. I have a huge following with players that uh, believe and hang on every word that I say. You know, and what I did was I started saying that every single day to myself, uh, hundreds of times every single day. And what I think that did was that somehow in the world, by changing my thoughts and what I said to myself, I started to speak with more certainty. I started to end up in little different spots that just, you know, just got me to meeting the right people that got me to training the right person that just needed this one little thing to get to that next level that really, you know, showed people that I had something to offer and, and et cetera, et cetera, you know? And what happened was over time, just like a muscle, my thoughts became stronger. I started to become more confident because, uh, you know, you can lie to yourself. I don't know if you've ever done it, but you can lie to yourself enough to where you believe it. That can be a bad lie, but that can be a good lie too. And so I literally faked it until I made it. I told myself I was, uh, I was successful. I told myself I was going to have a big following. I told myself that I was going to help athletes succeed. And uh, by changing my thoughts, I started to change the actions I took every single day. And over time, that changed my results. And I just continued to do that over and over because the, the kind of the bigger, not bigger I would say, but just the better I'm starting to do and the more I'm starting to help athletes. I'm starting to recognize more of me. I'm starting to become more in tune of what's holding me back and what's holding them back. And it helps me then go back to where I started it all, writing down what I need to do to get over those limiting beliefs and get to that next level. So I know that's like very in-depth, but I think if anyone hears that from you to an athlete, to even the, the group you're about to go meet, I think that can change anyone's lives. You know what's most impressive about that is what you just said is, you know, I I I, I don't brought Bob Proctor. I know the the the. Oh no way! That's crazy. The, yeah, I know the drill. I think we're the same people, man. Gary V, Bob Proctor, like Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. Eric Thomas. Yep. Like I think we have the same little crew of personal yes, development. Yes, sir. I, I love personal development too. But what interests me so much about what you just said 
is that you did the whole law of attraction thing, like you did it, yep. but you one of you were consistent with it, but two, yes. like I think it's Think and Grow Rich, where Napoleon Hill talks mm-hmm. about you know lying to yourself too, how criminals people don't start off as murderers, right? Like they exactly it first, but then they continuously do it, and they get to the point in their mind where it's okay. They actually begin to love it, right? But yeah, the fact yeah. that you actually convinced yourself, which I think is the hardest part for anybody of who kind of trained their mindset. How did you? How did you actually convince yourself to really emotionalize <laughs> it to to that point? You know, that's kind of it's yeah. Place to be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I think I think because I, at that point I started, you know, just from uh, that was I never told you this, but um, I had a career-ending injury when I made it to Iona College. Um, that's where I was that Division One college that I ended up at, and um, when I had this, I blew, I had, I tore all four ligaments in my ankle. And I blew out my meniscus all on the same play. And in that, like, time was where I was just really depressed, man. And I started to search for, like, personal development and things that it could change my life. And I came across, like, all those people you just mentioned. And I think I was that desperate for something that I believed it. You know, I think I was in a place where it was like, man, like, you worked your whole entire life for this. And it just came crashing down on you. Like, you know, you're a failure. You're this, you're that. And so I was looking for any type of inspiration. And when I ran into Bob Proctor and I started seeing all these people that were successful with what he was doing, I was, I'd never had seen that before, that I just full tilt 100% believed in it. And I was like, man, this, this is going to work because it's working for everybody else. And, you know, there, there was crazy things that happened. Nice and like there would be times where I had no money. I didn't make any money that week. And the whole entire week uh, after that, I was like, man, I can't do this again. So I literally just imagined a check coming into my mailbox. And lo and behold, at the end of that second week, it was like some refund from some Sears store that was like, we accidentally charged your card $200 more. Here's your refund. Bro, it was the craziest thing in the world. And it was just like, there's no way you can't believe it after that, you know? And I took every, maybe it was crazy, but (laughs) I took every little thing that happened like that and I was like, Man, it's working. I just got to keep doing it, and I would do it more and more. And just like you said, the key is doing it with energy. I didn't say, oh, my gosh, I'm so confident and successful. You know, no, I started screaming. I started looking at myself in the mirror. Every time I would walk, I would walk like a confident person. Uh, every time I would talk to someone, I would talk to them with uh, the mindset that I was earning $100,000, and, you know, everyone knew me, and just little things like that. So. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's definitely crazy. <laughs> okay. So, and you know, whether the listeners know or they don't know, whether people believe in law of attraction and, and whatever religious affiliation they have, I yeah. I think maybe you, you're the same. I don't know, but, like, I, I believe in, in Jesus Christ, right? I believe in Christ, and I believe that there are certain yeah. gifts that, you know, Christians have with the entrepreneurial spectrum in business yeah. that he gives. Yeah. And whether you believe it or not, it's like, you one, you get what you look for. So like you said, whether it was crazy yeah. or not, like you were looking for it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's what... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, dude. Second thing is, Jesus, like, like him or not, believe him or not, like, the dude is probably the most successful marketer in the world. Like, of course. Oh, yeah. A culture, and that we people mm-hmm. still follow him. Like, one out of three people are Christians, right? So he's doing something, yeah. something correct. And yeah, I like yeah. the point of saying all that is the fact that you believed it and you convinced yourself and you emotionalized it and energized it, like that's amazing. And that's, that is 
something I want to get back into, like the the mindfulness yeah. and the meditation, and actually mm-hmm. making that transfer. So that's that's yeah. fascinating. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, even in the Bible, it says every single miracle that Jesus performed, it was because the people 100% fully believed. And uh, you know, the only time he did not was not able to perform miracles. It clearly stated in the Bible that it was because they had no faith. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to get it twisted. Like uh, the whole entire process of that, when I was down and I was like, you know, had no idea what to do, and I was doing all of this, uh, you know, uh, you know, law of attraction. Man, I prayed. I had faith in God. I knew He was going to do something the whole time. Um, and and I, I truly believe that, uh, you know, when you honor God, He honors you. And and so, and I know that might, you know, it might make people kind of, you know, um, uh, I don't know, uncomfortable, but, but it's my belief. And I, you know, the whole entire time, man, I truly 100% believed in God and I believed that he would make a way. And, and so, you know, I, it was just crazy that I came upon Bob Proctor, that I came upon this personal development at the right time in my life. And, and, you know, don't get it twisted. I have no business partners right now. It's, it's myself, um, but but if I was to say I had a business partner, it would be God, man. You know, he has helped me make every decision that I've ever made. I never make a decision without talking to him first. And, uh, you know, he's, he hasn't been wrong yet. So his track record's pretty good. Right. You know what? And thinking about that, I'm still, I'm still getting to the point where I'm like, you know, you know, it's probably don't want to scream it out to people, but, you know, I want to make it known, yeah. too. You know, I don't want to be ashamed of, of it. But it's like... You know, I first of all, this is this is uh, podcast is free, so people get what they pay for. Second, right. it's it's you know it's my podcast, so we can talk about that kind of thing. So, man, <laughs> uh, but no, that that that's all that's all great, and it I think it's practical wisdom for anybody, no matter what the affiliation is. So, you know, for yeah, myself, yeah. I think I'm going to start with the mindfulness and the meditation. Now, you know, and, and what do you say for those people who, because I know Mike Lee is a guy who's huge on meditation. Um, mm-hmm. I talk to him a lot about mindfulness. What do you say to that person who's like, yeah, I, I tried it, but I just, I'm just so busy. Like, I got to take action along with it. I don't think I have time to take out to, to do that. Yeah, I, I would say that's fine. You know, it's just understanding that if you go to the, to the gym and you do one set of bicep curls or one set of a bench press every single other day, you know, it's going to be, it's going to take you longer to grow that strength than maybe someone that does a full workout three to four times a week. Um, so it's just, I guess it's all, uh, you know, from your outcome of how fast do you want to do this? If, you know, you have your own thing going on and this is just something you want to do on the side, I would say you've got to be realistic with your expectations and outcomes. But if you're someone who wants to go fast, grow fast, and just, you know, really get to where you want to get to, uh, just understand that the more you do, the more you're going to get. Um, and, and I, I mean, I just, I, I really truly believe that. Yeah, I think uh, I'm a big sales guy. Like, I love sales talking and learning how to sell stuff. Um, yeah. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, that's one of my limited beliefs, like, you know, getting over money being bad, selling is bad, but selling, I was talking to Karan Bowen about this, and Karan, you know, he's a believer too. Karan was just saying, you know, mm. Bible verse, I think his verse, uh, I forgot what chapter it is in Proverbs, but basically mm-hmm. selling is selling is a blessing, it's a good thing, right? So yeah. I have my own yeah. limiting beliefs. I'm getting over myself, but the the idea of you saying meditation can speed up success, like you know what? That's, the point I was going to say is 
a guy, a sales guy, said philosophy. Jim Rohn said this, sorry. Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, philosophy drives attitude. Attitude drives action. Action drives results, right? That's it, man. That's the it. philosophy part. So you agree with that? I agree 100%. But I also think that when you sell, you got to come from a standpoint of how can I add value to their lives? How can I do more for them? than anyone else without expecting anything in return. I think the biggest problem and the, just the biggest, uh, you know, the, the wrong thing that someone, that people are doing when they sell is they always think, okay, what can this person do for me? And I really, really, truly believe from my heart of hearts, if you go into, uh, uh, um, you know, um, a transaction with a customer or an athlete or if you're selling, if you come from a standpoint of, how can I make their life better? How can I do more for them than anyone else? I truly, truly believe uh, that, that they will see that you've given more value to them. You've gone the extra mile for them. And instead of a sale, you'll have a customer for life. Um, so I think that is one of the biggest things. And Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about that. Jab, 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 jab. Give, 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 give. And then ask with the intent of not receiving but of helping. So I, I, I agree, man. Wow, that, that last part is a big distinction. That's not in the expectation for receiving, but in the ability yeah. to help. That's crazy. I think you said like, his biggest ambition is to be able to ask and never need anything in return. Hold on, I've got an ambulance yeah. coming to the call real quick. So, yeah, I think that's one of his biggest ambitions. And I don't know, that's, that's interesting that you say that, man. Uh, yeah. got the other point, so many other points I wanted to make. But I want to ask you on this podcast, like, who is a trainer that you think would be good to to speak with um, next Mm -hmm. to have as a guest? Yeah, um, I follow I follow Tyler, follow J Law, DJ Sackman, Mika. Um, If you've never spoke to uh, Coach Andrew out in Miami, he's part of Impossible. He's a great guy. he probably is the first one that comes to mind of just someone that's always, even from the beginning when I didn't have that following, uh, because of, of my former teammate that used to play with me uh, out here in Maine. Um, I, I met him. He was always, hey, anything you need, let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll try to help you bypass the learning curve for a trainer. Um, and he, he seemed to do it from, like, good intent. He didn't want anything in return. Um, so I, I would say him, if you haven't interviewed him, Okay, Coach Andrew, or that was a different guy in Maine that you Yeah, Coach, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Andrew from, uh, he's Miami, Miami, I'm possible. Okay. That, man, uh, I think the guy for me that's like that is Colin Costello. Because Colin, you know, Colin's like one of the biggest guys in basketball training right now, you know? Really? And, wow. Yeah, Colin, Colin's like the most giving dude, one of the most giving dudes that I know. Like, he's just... Like, if I, obviously he's busy, he has a family, but if I had to ask questions, yeah. he'll answer, you know what I mean? The wow. Guy, Colin is. Um, but the last question I'll ask you, I want to eventually, like, get a mastermind going, like a basketball trainer mastermind where guys similarly, similar uh, ambitions and want to help serve these kids get together, like, on a weekly or bi-weekly basis for, like, an hour, and we just – talk, we go over challenges, outcomes, wins, and, and keep each other accountable. Yeah. Would that be something that you're interested in down the road? Of course. Yeah, 100%. Okay. That's, I think uh, Napoleon Hill talks about masterminds, too, so there's some... Uh, oh, I just I just noticed you said Colin from Shop Mechanics. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, he, he was someone else that... I just recently met him. It was like a, 
Oh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, two weeks ago, I, I his YouTube following is crazy. I want to learn what he's doing, man. That is nuts. <laughs> Yo, everything. He he literally like I had an interview with him, and he literally gave me his blueprint for getting his YouTube following to like to like three hundred and fifty thousand. Please. If you can, I would love I would love to see that or hear about that because I have so much respect for that guy. And you're right, he has a heart of gold. He is awesome. Yeah, man. And I, I was gonna I'm trying to I'm working on it now, packaging it because I had uh, Tim Martin giving me some advice on Instagram too and about his little process. So I was gonna package yes, all that stuff mm-hmm. up and, and sell it, but I can give I can give you that. Like I mean, you you already given me a lot of value. You've taken an hour of time to talk to me, so I'll send that interview to you. And uh, check it out. Let me know what you think about it. Oh, man, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. No problem, man. Well, that's it for me, man. Unless you have anything else, uh, I appreciate your time again. I got to tell Matt that we got a, a really good conversation in. No, I appreciate you. I'm serious. You know, this has been – I never – that's why when I first hit you up when, on Instagram, I just – I couldn't believe someone wanted to interview me. You know, I'm, I'm honored, man, and I meant that from the bottom of my heart. I'm truly – grateful that you were able to get me on here um i hope that athletes can hear this and they can just take a little nugget of advice and and use it for uh for their for their game and their journey so again thank you dude yeah man i love to give value like we just did so not a problem and i'm going to send you this uh a little bit later on today and give you the link to it okay. and send you that call and interview too man so uh so next time i got your number and i'll, I'll keep in touch always listen hit me up if you ever need anything for sure, man. Likewise. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, man. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Basketball to Business Podcast. If you like what you heard, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Snapchat at my son Jones. And if you are not like me and don't need to burn all bridges, quit your day job and only bank on a plan A and you want to make some money on the side by doing basketball training, check out www.hoopsinstitute.com and sign up for a free 30-day trial. Until next time, and remember, you are not alone in your journey to reach your dreams.